Alright, so um your live work of reaction. What do you mean by live? It's like nigga, it's like it's been four hours now? Five yes. hours? You just remind me of our criminal celebration. <laughs> oh, I told you I fact you saved you, right? Yeah, you told me that earlier. You get him for cheap, right? Yeah. Uh, listen. You get him for cheap, right? I got him, yes. I got a 3.1 million card for 200k. And then EA released a Di Maria for 125k. So if you, Di Maria fits perfectly into my thing. The problem is, right, I have Angel Carrera as well that looks beautiful. But I don't know which formation to use him in. All right, we're we'll going Oh, wait, we're going to go 4-4-2. Never mind. Never mind. Pause alarm. Pause alarm. Pause alarm. We figured it out. Moving along. But yeah, um, live World Cup reaction. Um, EA gave Di Maria World Cup um, man of the match. Perfect. That was EA's choice today. Um, did EA continue them streak of predicting the World Cup or some shit? Yes, they predicted Argentina to win and Argentina won. Fucking favorites to win every fucking series. Yes, that. Yes, so EA has predicted every World Cup winner from two thousand and six. So in four years' time, I'm going to set a reminder my calendar. You know, you can do these things. My Outlook calendar because my email just won't change in four years. Whosoever EA says is winning, we're putting all our money on them. Why? All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. They've gotten every World Cup right in 06. So, yeah, well, come on. And they started the prediction in 06. I don't think you can fail that. No, but well, here's the thing, though. That Italian <laughs> team, like, is, was one of the favorites going the um Spain wasn't a favorite to win in 2010. No, but come on, I did Spain. Like even if they weren't favorites, like come on, like the world didn't know so yo. Like that was the hottest moment in La Liga history. That was like when Tiki Taka did around the world. Like, come on. And then they win the 08 Euros. So it's like even though they weren't actually favorites, like them still was in other people's mind. Like we didn't know so Spain as Spain. Germany and um you know 2014 that that again they made them basically I choose like one of the top five teams in the world from from that that year so like until you pick so because even France you know even France in you know, 2018 that French team did bounce in the world Cup. yeah but come on other persons had predictions and they didn't get it right so yeah but it's still so, okay, so I say is EA, are you saying that EA Sports is rigging the the, the World Cup to to Ooh, I'm not saying that but when I say is that yo it's not like none of that if they are. um cool can go in a conspiracy theories but like um none of that impressed when the World Cup What do you mean you're not that impressed they got it correct it takes no, 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 no. many persons had Brazil as tournament favorites the team yeah but Leon, like when the when the when the winners are like Obvious to me, like um, when I say me, you even predict them either. But yes, you never, you never, you, you never predicted it. No, but my point is like it's not impressive if you if 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 an Italy team with um Luca to lack of faith, lack of faith, lack of faith, um lack of faith, 
Zambrata, you see me like that in a hard to predict that. Like what do you mean a, in a hard to predict a that? Hard, hard to predict that. France was the favorite in that World Cup. Cool. But like Pierlo, I can say it again. Pierlo got two Luca Tony. Um, yeah, but again, France was the favorites to win. Yeah, that Ballon d'Or winner. The one Ballon d'Or winner that's a defender. <laughs> Buffon in goal, like, like, come on, bro. Like, not again? But like, you're pretty defender. Yeah, but again, you had a, you had a World Cup. You had a win in the, France was the favorites to win that World Cup. Again, I'm not saying but I'm not saying, yo, like, Let's say that Croatia did beat France in you know, um, the 28th World Cup final. I mean, they predict that. You see, now, like, but I feel like, yo, anything is a matter of But, like, predicting that France would have won that World Cup that year wasn't, like, impressive. If you get what I'm saying, like, it's still correct, you know, I'm still giving you props, but it's not impressive in that. Um, it's like I'm gonna say it can pick. It's like it's like you're picking one of the top five teams in the world um, at the moment and choosing one. No, you choose the correct one, you know, every time. Manasa name, Manasa name. But it never hard to see um, Argentina winning this World Cup. It never hard to see France winning this. It never hard to see Spain going to them own. And again, I can repeat: Tati, Tony, Zambrata, Nesta. <laughs> the only side when it's supposed to can beat them, my friend. And again, friends view it much. So again, my nan say need to the whole yo, but you know just it just not feel like yeah, for sure all the money but yeah. We should, we should next year we're doing that, we're doing that next time around, Mario. Or maybe, or maybe it only works because that FIFA on the title. And going forward, this no longer FIFA. Yeah, it's confirmed to be EAFC for next year. So, yes, um, World Cup reactions. It was a wonderful tournament. Um, it had lots of controversy at the start. Um, lots of persons weren't happy. With who was hosting the World Cup? Um, the European nations playing hypocrites as usual, but I think Qatar did a good job of being a good host. I think at the end of the day, um, this World Cup will go down in history as one of the best ever because, um, this was the first final where the two star players for their teams went at it. And you can confidently say that if for the if the, if these two star players did not stand up and be counted when you matter the most, um the respective teams would not have gotten where they were in that tournament. Um like you said France had another gear to go up and they went up that year and uh, Mbappe proved that he he has the credentials to be one of the best ever as he said today he answered all of the doubts that um you had about him 
Well, I think overall it's been it was a it was a wonderful tournament. I really enjoyed it. I never thought I was going to enjoy it, but this was the World Cup of the underdogs. Um, this was the World Cup of the. Um, this was World Cup where you didn't count out any player. If you counted out a player, or if you counted out a team, that was to your. Can I add, um, detriment. Can, I, can I try to add to that? Add to that? Sure. This was the first World Cup where there were no, um, where the talent level was the most balanced across the board. Because 90% of Japan team plays in Europe, or at least a good 80%. Mm-hmm. You see me? Like, even though you wouldn't say that they're the best players in Europe, like, there's more players all across the world playing in the top leagues. Um, I told you that Morocco could have made the final um, because we had a huge disagreement on Morocco's squad on how it was picked. And mm. you said that um, Morocco's coach is justified. And um, I have agree with that. But at the same time, the reason why I said that they should have brought the players that I thought they should have brought along with some of the players that they did, I'm going to wait to take off some off of the list, but yeah, take off the one that never really get a chance anyway. But the reason why I said that was we saw in the end, I actually thought that Morocco as an African nation could have made it to the final. Now, of course, most people would have said, well, Mario, you just said that after Morocco. No. You yes, but you have been, to be fair, you've been saying that from, from when we had the first argument and when they got past the round of 16, and you're saying that their expectations was that they could make the final because this was an open shot at at making it. So yes, yeah, you know, so, you, you did call that from very, very, very early on that yo they can do it. Yeah, so to give some context to the people, at the beginning of the tournament, um, when the Moroccan team was picked, I was kind of upset because they left players like Adele Tarap, um, who could have brought experience, creativity in that midfield. But again, the experience and leadership, because he's one of the captains when he wasn't. Um, they also left Munir El Haddadi, another fin- another natural finisher. Granted, he's a wide player, but natural finisher, good dribbler as well. Um, and I thought that Ziek. Um, I thought that Ziek. Sorry, somebody just um WhatsApp me. No argument, and I wanted to WhatsApp you for a moment. Now. Um, but we'll actually get to that topic. But yeah. I would thought you could have used Zeke in a role more closer to midfield. I know it's a um, defensive risk, but I would have used him even, a, even as a number 10. Um, Amrabat was always supposed to be there. But they left out players, and we saw that when they needed depth, the depth wasn't there, and that was what I was saying. I'm not even saying that the players that, that, would have been, that could have been brought would have made such a grand difference. But in a game like the French semi-final, where they could have sunk France, right? If they had a proper finisher. Now, I think El Nazir is a proper finisher, but he hasn't been on form all season. But if you look at even his Sevilla form, this is his worst run for Sevilla ever. This is a guy who, even when he was playing for Leganes at relegation club, was scoring goals in La Liga, which is what got game in the Sevilla move. Bono has been playing for Sevilla for the past couple of years. Like I, I've been know their goalkeeper. Um, much like Jan Soma from Switzerland, He's a world-class goalkeeper playing in a, in a squad that can make him look world-class because they're always facing shots. So my idea was, 
Because I was even trying to, Leon, me, me, me did even not try to think of a way to get um, Hakimi in the midfield. Because they left a left back. Um, that's an actual left back. Left foot and a Mendy, who used to play for Lille. Um, he plays in the Belgium league right now. He's a good left back. When I say world class like Masri or Hakimi. But if I had a natural left back, I could have used Masri as my right back and try to fit Hakimi in the midfield. I can get more out of energy um, in running box to box while you have armor. But isn't it like I wanted them to have that depth to where them could like try stuff like that because I know that the squad is more talented than the one that they brought in terms of depth. We're okay. Um, Romain Saiz got injured, right? Well, he might captain or whatever. And um, there are a lot of players who got injured. Buffal should be a starter. Him, him get for come on. There was matches where he started as well. Um, and Neziri, when him now score a bag of goal, you could have eased him scoring um, ease by... Um, and I think he did score a goal in the World Cup. But he wasn't prolific as a striker. But if you had Munir El Haddadi, you could have either used him as a false nine when um, El Naziri now score, or use him out wide and then you have another goal threat with somebody at four ball. And another dribbler who can, that way the Zia can buffal now for the, everything when it comes on to creativity. Then you had breakout stars like Aouani. Yeah. Um, and they left another guy from Fiorentina, Male. Another super talent that they have. So that's why I said the reason why I was upset at the beginning of the World Cup was not that I thought that um, the coach are idiot or something. I just thought if he brought that much depth, like, yo, even when he had players going down, because even if you watch that final match against Croatia, I'm going to beat Croatia. Yes, they could have, yes. But again, lack of As injuries of... get piling up, lack of players that they could use quality like in terms of a lot of the guys are young and talented but they've never played at a very very high level oh and he plays for Angeri a mid-table to relegation team in Liga and was one of the best midfielders at the World Cup 25 years old I think 26 you get what I say like I thought because I follow African football, I watch the African leagues. You see me? Like, I've followed these nations for years. Like, this this Morocco group is a lot more, they could have brought a lot more time. And I know Munir isn't on form for Sevilla either. But, he's an option. With experience, because he's played at Barca, played at Sevilla. You see me? Being a La Liga player, had a great season in La Liga for the past two seasons, outside of this one. Because again, mm-hmm. them starting slow. Plus, them change manager again. Sam Pauli take over the take, take over the CDI guy. Yeah. Um, but that's why I was so upset at the beginning of the tournament. Because I thought, yo, if there was an African team in this tournament, they are the only African team who could lose their superstar and still move on in the tournament. That's how I felt about Morocco. Whereas Okay, if man if man in a dead, Senegal can only go so far. If um Kudus or the IU brothers do dead for Ghana, they can only go so far. So um moving on a little bit, right? Yeah. Um well you're the Argentina fan, like they get well if a time to calm them now and your head settle. Well, what do you think? You know, why what's your What's your reaction? One, I forget your props first, where it is due. 
Um, you told me that the need for drop low right or for Julian in terms of form mm-hmm. that worked out <laughs> well for us. Um, I always viewed Julian as the next Aguero. I always viewed Loartaro as the next Tevez. Um, in terms of playing style, yeah. Um, and scoring ability. So, the first thing I want to say is, con- of course, congratulations to Messi and Angel Di Maria, the two players that I've idolized since I was a kid. I hated the fact that somebody who played for Benfica would sign for Real Madrid. Um. I've, I've been angry at Di Maria about a lot of his club moves. Because, yeah, well, it was, was it not Jose that convinced him to come there, though? Of course. What the fuck else do you think convinced him? Oh, yes, it was Jose. I remember Jose giving that interview um, talking about Baran, Di Maria, Benzema. Iman these are all players that, that Jose spoke to and convinced to choose um, to come to Madrid. How many persons would be confused about what you mean Jose had convinced them? I think other persons forget that before Jose took over Madrid, Madrid was was Barca's whipping boy. Of course. They weren't they were dropping out in that road at 16, the champions did. And they were they, they were just being battered and bruised all over La Liga. Exactly. So um Pellegrini tried his best with the squad that he had of aging players like Raul and H. Guti. And youngsters who really never pan out like Ezekiel Garay. Now Garay went to Benfica and can name himself, but um and again that Benfica team that Di Maria was a part of also had Fabio Coentrao who played excellent under Jose at Madrid, as you said, he convinced mm-hmm. him. Um so like when you really take a look at it, when you really take a look at it like I was upset with Di Maria for going to Madrid. And then after that, you go, man, you like it. Oh, I'm here, brother. And Chelsea, they both. And Chelsea just... Yeah, yeah, but Chelsea wasn't in frame and United was the oh, only true, one. True, true, true. That was in frame at the time. Remember, he was that. told to leave. Because... Remember, he was told to leave at Madrid. He never, oh, no, no, that, no, that's he never wanted to leave. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I would, <laughs> I would have preferred him go like... At... What he did was he, he left Nanyu in Bouillet. No, that's what I'm saying. I understand the situation. But me, I just as a fan of Di Maria... Because I don't know if um well you know Fergie in the WhatsApp group that would talk talk to. like mm-hmm. Fergie could tell you that in high school I used to um idolize Di Maria a little bit more than Messi, mm-hmm. um because I saw him as a more complete player already, isn't me? But Di Maria too unselfish for him own, for him own um good. good yeah. So he would never be the star that Messi and CR7 have, even though I think he's just as talented. So I was really happy to see. I'm sorry that Aguero couldn't um come to the World Cup as a player, even as a 26 man with his heart condition. Mm-hmm. You see me? But like, I'm really, I'm really sorry about that because I really wanted that front three to be lifting the work. And now, granted, Aguero still gets to celebrate with them and everything. Yeah, but you know, but, sometimes it's. You know, I was, I, was, I was talking to somebody on Twitter during the match and they were talking about how Benzema is not there and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, sometimes we have to pay for we, Yeah, like, there are cows things, like, specifically to Benzema. I was saying there are, there are consequences to, to your actions, you know, and regardless of what, what, what Benzema did was messed up. So it is deserved that he's not 
that he doesn't have a work up to his name and he has nobody to blame but himself for that. But in terms of Aguero now, you know, you look at it and say that you say, boy, it is messed up, yes, that he doesn't um have one, but I think at the end of the day, you know, sometimes sometimes you need you need like a change and Alvarez was that change. No, 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 Leon, Leon, that's not my point. That's not my point. That's not my point. You could have bring Alvarez to the point you could have start Alvarez to do what I wanted for Aguero was to be eligible in the 26 month squad. No, I get what you mean. I'm just yeah, saying that no, sometimes, you know, like, no, like, sometimes, I know, yeah, like, it's very, it's conjecture. And right, you can even call it superstitious. Hold on, hold on. I understand what you said. But at the same time, they just really want, like, you, you never have to bring Tiago Almada. You never have to bring um, Angel Correa, even though I think he deserves to be there. Um, yeah, but I'm not saying you know, like, you can't, you can't bring somebody to retire from the game. Right? No, that's my point. That's what I'm saying. If you never, like, if you could have even just be eligible for this World Cup. And then, you know, like, you know, sometimes you could have even put him name on the list and you drop out in the group stage. Cool. So, I understand that, but I say like, but I still want, like, but I still have wanted that for Aguero. Um, but the next thing is, and this 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 goes back to the argument I'm gonna have another group a while ago. And my understanding is some of the fans them still um some of the fans them are still in shock and awe of Messi right now because mm-hmm. I'm moment, but I really want Argentina for drop him on the Maria right now. Yeah, well, we've Messi has already told us that he's going to enjoy and I think that will be the playing as a champion. I don't think he's going to go to the next World Cup, but he says that he will not be retiring from international football. You're not right? retiring no. from international football. He, he, he no, the, and they know they're not going to do that. He says right now he will enjoy playing and this games as a champion. And you know, I was talking to another person again, and they said to me, you know, Leon, Messi has completed football. There's no trophy he hasn't won. About club and country, and he says that that's what him, this that's, allows that's him, him that's to well do. That's if him don't believe in the South American thing we'll get about later. Yeah, but this, but what it allows him to do now is to play every single yeah. game for club and country for pure enjoyment. Yes, but here's my problem with that: you might be slowing down the not just might be you are slowing down the progress of the growth of the Argentina national team, and that's why I said that. It's the perfect way for for both. Yeah, I get that, but like you said, you don't have you don't have a tournament for another year and a half. And I think you only have because all right, twenty twenty three will finish, and then in other summer of the Euros, like so basically call it a year. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, um, your next Copa, the next Copa America, twenty twenty four. Yeah, 2024. Yeah, so... Yeah, so I'm saying... Right, I, basically I think by the end of... That's what I'm saying by the end of next year, you probably will see him, him retire. No, but that's, my but that's what I'm saying. No, but you didn't understand my right? Yeah. He has just completed his final trophy. Yeah, and so... you have a couple friendlies this season, you know. I think you're told that remember the football season not done yet. Yeah, I understand that. But just bow out now and so that... The other... Again, he can't do that at the end of the season right oh. now. At some right now, at some pointless friendlies. No, my point is your Argentina's all-time leading goal scorer. You win the Copa America, the Olympics, the um, and the World Cup. Mainly. And the under twenty World Cup. Yeah, not under twenty World Cup. But we just attack even for a senior level. 
you win the trophy, then you need to win. Just bow out now from the high. And because um, even if you win couple friendlies, what me want for Argentina, and this is what I'm saying, I'm going to notice that be controversial. Is that it is controversial because you're the only person seeing it. I know, I know. Cause and I, I don't think, I think in Argentina, they want to enjoy them, La Papa, no? No, because as is, as is tradition. Right, I'm going to put it this way. I'm going to put it this way. Summer should not pass and Messi should be on the Argentina national. Again, as is tradition, because this is tradition. No, as but is tradition, you that still give me a lot of honor. Again, as is tradition, and Scaloni said it already, and Scaloni said it all time out. Like, all this was done in the press conference. Scaloni says, as long as Lionel wants to be here, I get he, that, but again, he will be here. again, I think what the best thing for Argentina to do now. Yes, but Mario, right now, Argentina doesn't care about any youngsters coming through. No, but Leon, they don't care about they don't care about um the Copa America in twenty twenty four. Right now, right now, I think yes, and I said all the people in Argentina, all the players, they are just going to enjoy this moment because yes, and again, they are world champions. No, I'm not saying you shouldn't enjoy the moment, Leon. I'm saying yo. As the Argentine FA, you have to look forward. No, the Argentine FA don't care. They don't. They don't care about this right now. Yeah, but let me just finish the point. My point is that yo, you have to look forward to the to to what is. Yeah, but you're looking. You need to look at from a from a from the Romans' point of view. They don't care about. They don't care about any of that right now. Yes, I understand that in the moment that I that's why I said I even said it in the group. I understand that everybody's in the fanfare right now. I'm a I'm a huge Messi fan. But just taking myself. Yeah, but Mario, no, is not no. And in the reaction, no, is not the time to be talking about no, retirement I, and the future. No, 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 no. But that's why I said. That's why I said. That's why I said. If you want to take him up of honor till someone, no problem. You can. No, I'm just saying right now in this very moment, right in this yeah. part, no, is not the time to be talking why about not? retirement. Why not? Because no, that no. is not what we're. This is not the time for. This is not the time to looking. Towards the future, no, it's to talk about the moment. Yeah, but we don't. This is we not don't talk about the moment what because there's many things about? to go over. Like what? We still we, we haven't covered we haven't covered the match. We haven't covered the the tactical aspects from both managers. We haven't covered France. We haven't covered Mbappe yet. So now is the time to talk about the moment. No, I'm gonna get that. But like that's somebody don't want to just get this point out of the way. But you still not gonna get the point out of the way. I think that right now the best time for them change a lot of what they're doing in Argentina and take out Otamendi Di Maria and Messi out of the squad because I think it would be the best thing going forward because these players need to be able to play by themselves. At some point you got at some point you're gonna want to depend on Adibala, Luartara, and Alvarez without Messi in the squad. And then you when you can't depend on them, you gotta ask what, what the problem is. You never give them a chance to play without him until right until a tournament. <laughs> So, getting you and your analytical future self out of the way, we're that's going that's back that's into that's the Roman. That's, that's why I'm going to say, I'm going to get it out of the way first. We're going, we're going back into the Roman sport. These are his major honors. And we have to count them. Is that 10 La Liga titles? Yes, I can count. That's 10 La Liga titles. Four, four champions, Seven Ballon d'Ors, a league on, under 20 World Cup, Olympics gold medal, a Copa America, a finalisma. What the hell is that? Finalisma. A FIFA World Cup, 
yeah, the finalism is the um thing there, the trophy that Europe and um South America created um as to see who is better. Oh, oh yes, I remember that one. Yes, yes, yes. So um Aguero even have that one day. Yes, Aguero has that. Yes, he has that, he has that, he has that. So um we have in this portion we have nine minutes. So let's give this nine minutes to the the silver the silver ball, you know. Oh, in this I said in this segment of the podcast, we have nine minutes. We have something else to talk about. You said Copa, um, South America. You wanted to talk oh, about, about the Copa America. So, so let's wrap up the World Cup segment. No, is that is that is that well? Yeah, all right, fine. With no, Mbappe, let's no, wrap no, it up. No, but let me just finish up with Messi first. That's what, you were saying that Messi has oh. everything in football. Yes, yeah, he's but, won everything. Yeah, which me and you agree to that. But there's also a certain <laughs> thing where them want if to win both Champions League and the Libertadores. Yeah, I don't feel like Messi want to around the world challenge, right? A finish. No, no, no. <laughs> the world challenge, but Messi has often said that he wants to play for us or um, for Newell's. Newell's, yes, yes. So but I, is New- can Newell's even win the Cup of Libertadores? Of course he can. Bro, if you put Messi in that squad right now, then win the Cup of Libertadores. They're 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 usually a Copa Sudamericana, which to give some mm-hmm. people context is the Europa League of South Europa America. Europa League of South America. But you put Messi in that squad, Libertadores. Because it's not like they're it's not like they're a team that isn't Libertadores ready. It's just a matter of um things going their way that then usually end up in the Copa Sudamericana. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah, so like, and again, I think Tata Martino, especially losing the Mexican job, would love to go back to New Worlds where he had his most success and coach the man he, he's always fought for coaching because he's coached him at Barca and because Messi called him in at Barca, he's coached him at um Argentina, the last Copa America final against the second Copa America final against Chile. So I thought that partnership would be wonderful. Not, not no, not no, but it's just like. Ronaldinho has done it. Um, R9 has done it. Like, there's been greats who have done it. So, so you're saying that he should. He should. Brother, even at 40, the man can win. The man can win Alberta at the race. That's my point. Like, you can, a one year to take him to win Alberta at the race. Okay, like, Neymar, like has, Neymar has the whole, Neymar has it too. As that honor, I think Danny Alves. Neymar has the... Oh, really? Santos yeah. when he was there? Yeah, so why do you think he's playing at the club's World Cup against Barca? <laughs> the only thing Neymar is missing is a Brazilian league title. He's won the Brazilian Cup. He won the Brazilian Cup and the Libertadores in the same year. And I think Neymar is like um Santos maybe second all-time leading goal scorer. Nobody knows about Pelé. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is Santos second all-time. Ah, yes, Pele, Pele one is, is, is impossible to break. I like the Eusebio Benfica record. No, yeah, another one that is impossible to break. Yeah, so no, as, as I said, we don't want to waste, waste much time. We want to talk about. Um, There's other stuff to yeah. talk about in the world of football. Um, But yeah, Mbappe, you said, you, you told me today, you, you just answered all the questions that you um you had for him. To give some context there, right? Mario is a very, he's a big skeptic. And when it comes down to young players in football, he's very skeptical of them. And they must reach, they must give some, what would you say? Some. All right, I'm going to put it in context. I'm going to put it in context. 
Mario grew up without physical attributes. Short. <laughs> but I was a very good footballer in terms of being a footballer. And I didn't have any physical attributes. And I was always played in positions that had that that would make my physical attribute, lack of physical attributes, stand out. I grew up playing as a fullback. I was the slowest player on the team. Still ended up being a good fullback um playing um throughout my youth. But eventually you reach to a level where that that lack of pace becomes evident. Um moved their movement to center back. How the fuck you move the sharpest person upon the team to center back? Now, granted, I, I held my own for many years playing as a centre-back till eventually I was moved into holding midfield because somebody realised, oh, Mario can dribble very well. His technical ability is very good. Um, low centre gravity, so he can dribble with close control. But I've always been one of those footballers who are jaded towards guys who are physically blessed. Where God just spit you out with fastness. and <laughs> yeah, mommy, yeah, mommy just shoot you out with fastness. Mommy shoot you out with a six-pack. You see me? So, mm-hmm. guys like Mbappe, Cody, Yakpo, who are blessed physically, even as CR7, no, granted, they still have a training, but you were blessed physically as well as. So, there's mm-hmm. a lot of footballers who depend on that physicality and pace for most of their youthful years. Mm-hmm. But once they touch, once they touch 30, you realize that, you realize that their, their technical ability isn't there. Drogba had to work on this as well. Did strong nor us, did fast nor us, but yo, yes. they need to become a footballer and that was my question for Mbappe the Anthony Marshalls the guys who were born with jet pace are born with huge physical attributes can you become a footballer where you're in the intelligence in your play that's the part that people don't give you respect for yes Scott is very technical even though he's a target man you know yeah the link up play every forward love playing with him. Griezmann, Mbappe, Eden Hazard. Yep. Mbappe said, Jude is, 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 is his most favorite person to play with. Hazard said the same thing. He loves playing with Jude. But it's that link up play, it's that technical ability. And you can still kick the ball along to him and drop it nine chest. You still can just cross the ball to him in the box and head the team. But it's that technical ability, that link-up play. Shout out to Giroud for scoring so many goals this World Cup. Won a World Cup without scoring a goal while still having an impact on the team last time. Um, went to another finals. Break on record. Now, granted, Mbappé got broke the record by the Euro start. Mm-hmm. But at least he did have the record for a while. Can't complain. Can't complain. You see me? So... I love the I love that when friends put on majority of them youngsters today and switch to what three five two? Uh no, it's a four four two. A four four two, all right. Whatever the case may be. <laughs> but I loved when they switched around to that formation. I saw them really like step out. And Deshams has always been a manager that I've respected a lot because won the league on with Marcy, I'm a big Marcy fan. But he still never had a great spell at Marcy because the team was always being raided at that time um, in League on history where as soon as somebody win League on, the team get raided. The team that Giroud was a part of, Newcastle, um, bought Remica Bella, Jones Belhanda went to Schalke, Giroud went to Arsenal, um, Jermaine Stambouli went to Tottenham. So I really, 
I really saw where the two managers tactically went at each other today. And this was a game of football that had every aspect from coaches making tactical decisions, players both stepping up and even choking at times because, like, come on, bro, like, ultimately, the second goal, the, the volley where Mbappe scored, like, the defensive indeed indeed disorganized at the time. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to put in? Um, I think I just want to say that Mbappe has proved a lot of his daughters wrong. Which is why I was one of the skeptics of him. Because again, what are has... you what are you when you're now the when 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 are you a footballer? Or just an athlete who can play okay, we can survive in a football world, right? But I think even then he's also shown that yo when his country needed him the most, you know? Yeah, my brother. That's Karachi. Yeah, like you yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and yeah. Him, as you say it as well that yo, him not only scored actually, but him also score a penalty fee to go with him in hat trick. So it's... overall, how do you what out of ten, what do you rate this record? But I'm gonna forget them um but I forget them a nine out of ten. I agree with that. And I'm going to there were some teams that disappointed. assessment. Yeah. I, I think there's some teams that disappointed me in terms of even if you did like a drop up, be competitive. <laughs> Let's at least yeah. do something. Yeah, Belgium, what the fuck are going? <laughs> so yeah, Belgium is a disappointment. Hazard has retired from international football. Uh, I think he's gone into self-preservation mode. We're hearing talks of him going to the MLS to play with Bale. I heard it last once. Um, at um, LAFC. Yeah, but um, it's a World Cup done. Thank you for all the teams that showed up. You left some good memories. Some. Why we do a deeper review? I want us to do a deeper review of like stage by stage. Um. Yes, I think I think this week we can break it down round by round. Yeah. And get a proper review out there. So that was our quick reaction. Now, let us move on to football is back next week. Oh, oh sorry. It's a Sunday. Oh, yes. Football is back next week, Monday. Well, I'm really excited. Okay, then. Same here. I forgot watch Chelsea play now. You say you, are, you, say you aren't even checking on, on what um, Barca is doing? So I guess neither of us are excited to see our our club team play. No, like all of my club team them right now outside or uh, um maybe yeah, like all of my club team them right. Like Marseille, I don't know the fuck. Marseille did some stupid transfers this week last window, causing the team hire a manager that has never kept a job for more than um. For more than what three three months at a time, only had a few jobs where he had it for a year. Like, I don't know, brother. I don't know. Um, Barca um rebuild, Chelsea in a rebuild while they're in the Premier League, which technically is not a rebuild because nobody not gonna judge you like a rebuild. Um, Roma, I actually like Jose team actually, even though Jose, even though they're not perform to the level I expect them to perform, like. Jose just need more talent at this point. I we saw what happened with the Kranzorp thing where Jose said like one player gave up on the rest of the team. Um and we'll find him a new club January. 
And I thought Josie already weeded out the bad players from last year. Apparently, him still have a couple of weed out by this January. I still think I still think they'll win the Syria. Um, I still think they'll come back and win the Syria. Um, granted, Napoli are tired now. <laughs> Napoli are tired now. And I'm a big Kravatsia fan. No, just as Leon tells you, I'm a skeptic, right? In terms of youngsters. But when I see one, I see, feel like I see one, right? Mm-hmm. It's real that a super endorse a youngster. But Leon, from the beginning of the season, what have I said about um, Kravatsia? That he's going right to the top. I wouldn't be surprised if they were in the Champions League final this year. Napoli. No, I never said them I go win. I said I've been at the final. I wouldn't be surprised. The only th- the only problem is them I forgot through PSG. Or Bayern, whichever one I know is not much. You see me? And I think Man City are gonna sweep for them side of the um the bracket. Okay. So overall though, right? Um looking forward to the now that we've got the, the biggest distraction out of the way, what do you expect to see from, from the players or what are you looking for? In terms of from from like in terms of what? Um in terms of the, the players, what are you looking for? From what a specific team or over? Yeah, like what is your expectations? Like I say, um, in terms of the Syria, I, um, I think that the two Milan teams are in. I don't, I don't want to say free fall. I think they're in a stagnation because the mm-hmm. Milan can't add players, and as much as Inter Milan have a good team, I think they, I think the new playing style of the coach take time because I've always said that Simone Inzaghi. He plays Tiki Takawa with a 3 5 2. So, we're him still use the Katanacho formation for like defensive coverage, but his team still plays kind of a Tiki Taka football, which is why I don't think Lukaku is going to do well at that. Which is why I think Jekyll is doing better than Lukaku at that. Because Jekyll has always been one of those target men who have technical ability, link up play. And that's the one place where maybe Lukaku struggles a bit. Despite him physicality and him natural finishing ability, like we've always questioned. Lukaku is one who they've always questioned is he a good football player? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so whereas in Antonio Conte, use you for like in every moment to launch the ball up to you and use you as a target man. The reason why at Lazio, he could have played with two fouls nine because Immobile is not an out and out, really out and out striker, like an out and out number. Mm-hmm. You see me? And whether it is Luis Alberto up there with him. And of course, we know he used Felipe Caicedo at, at times. But he used him normally. Simone, um, Simone Inzaghi usually uses his target man in the second half when he wants a goal for just dropping on the net. And he wants to swing the ball out of the box. So, um, I really think mm-hmm. that, that is, they're struggling with that. Spalletti side, Manala. Yo, why Spalletti couldn't be so Roma? They essentially play sorry ball with proper defending because Spalletti is known as more of a defensive manager, a defensive Italian manager. But they might play sorry ball in attack. 
Mauritius, Mauritius Saris Lazio have some underrated players like Zakani, um, the Italian attacking midfielder, they're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody not talk about him, but him solely, uh, him solely again my attention. Zakani, think him around 25, 20, 26, 27 maybe. But that's a sneaky player we um I develop under. Uh, may I see the better immobile in front of me? Because again, what is immobile without pace? Did, but he wasn't he wasn't that fast of a player to begin with though. No, but it's what got him away from defenders. It's what really impacted his playing style. The only difference is, I'm gonna put it this way. Immobile is Walcott with proper finishing. Consistent finishing. In my opinion, good dribbler, good link up play, but mostly depends on his ability. Even if you don't want to say breakneck pace. That immediate acceleration. Mm-hmm. You see me? So, no, I'm going to ask him to run 100 meters with Mbappe. Hell no. Give me a chance at 30 meters for him. Chance it? Me chance, you chance it. You see me? Like, if somebody tell me, yo, Mario, Mbappe now feel too good today, yo, or put a little money for him over there. You see me? But like that chance it because he's he's fast over quick over small distance, which is really all they need in a football in the box. But what is immobile without pace? Now granted, he's still playing good for Lazio, but when I say that 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 36 goal I see the striker anymore. Um in terms of which that was Syria. In terms mm-hmm. of Lali, Jose Joseph side needs to be fit. My God, man. Man, man can't have to change players every fucking week. At some point, he needs to be able to put in a consistent lineup. Um, hopefully, with the World Cup behind Tommy Abraham, he can just focus in for them club career right now. Um, and again, them just need to get fit. Moving over from Syria, if I was looking the Portuguese league, Minotrust not a soul. Benfica has been having quietly a great season under Roger Schmidt, new manager, German. If I'm not mistaken, he's played used yeah. to coach Leverkusen. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, him drop Julian Weigel from the side and bring in Julian Draxler because Weigel is on loan to Gladbach right now. I'm not even going to even talk about him. You never uh, want to talk about Gladbach because, bro, we can only, <laughs> celebrate, only can celebrate when I play Byron. It's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult for celebrate a win against Bayern and then next week get six from a midfield team. Get six from a midfield team. But it's the it's the Gladbach way. Yeah, but like you're tired right sometimes, brother. Like at least back in the art. At least even if it was the Gladbach way, we used to still find a way to um, end up in the Europa League or like sneak away in the Champions League. You know what I'm saying? Okay, true, true. No, you can't do both. Exactly. <laughs> at the Conference League. But again, is that not the Gladbach way, Mario? Yeah, but again, you're still used to, at the end of the season, you're still used to look back and say, oh, well, at least we're in the Europa League. At least we're in the Champions League. You see me? Because even if we have a bad season, a Europa League will end up in it. If we have a good season, fourth place, Champions League playoffs. No, I can't the Conference League, brother. The Conference League. Not even the Europa League. The Conference League, I struggle with 
And then them go get a relegation expert. The brother will get Schalke relegated, Norwich relegated, and how's the others feel relegated? Really? That's that's your new coach? Yeah, David Farker or some shit like that. Oh. Yeah, but Park does Park always played good football? It's just that the no. owners, the yeah, owners every that Norwich. Every Gladbach manager has played good football. Yeah, but the Park problem was that. right. The owners at Norwich, this was what they wanted. Right? Remember, the owners at Norwich wasn't the type of owners that um that was looking to get him that wanted to stay up. Because remember, you know, he went into every season with practically the same set of players that he got promoted with. Yeah. But has always been. So it's not hope. like he, he wasn't he able to... Yeah, so yeah, send the man got one fight with with um with missiles, with a, with a handgun. Yeah, but at least Gladbach can give one or two players we have since. Like, come on, bro. Like conference league, like not even a conference league there. And then no one beat Bayern three 0 and then get six from Osberg. Or Bochum or one of them teams. Like, come on, bro. Stop. But it's like you said, it's the Gladbach way. Yeah, but it pain. But again, at the end of the season, you used to see that. All right, for all of the fuck we're going this season. Went up in the Europa League or some shit like that. Oh, my yeah, God. but you're going like, but your yeah, squad is kind of poor, is it not? It's actually new. The man get rid of the majority of the players and bring up a bag of young out of the academy. Okay, then. So, that's not actually a bad thing, actually. No, because you have a brother. That's some good youngsters. Yeah, because you have this brother named Sanchez who must play for Luxembourg. Yes, okay. yes, I know Sanchez. You see me? So, Manasseh even needed that. But, yo, brother, if you're not conference league, you give me the conference league. Manasseh, if he's even the conference league. Oh, Mario. Um, you, and, you know, I think yeah, you have a team for, for struggling teams, you know. Not struggling teams. Teams that play good football. So, how you head up at Chelsea? Um, all right. So, Chelsea was an underdog when I, be- when I became a fan of them. They weren't the Chelsea that we know. No. Granted, it was, a, it was right the year, probably a year before the takeover. Um, Barca introduced me to. I was introduced to football through Barca. Same thing with um teams like Ajax. Um, at some point in almost 2010, when Guti went to Besiktas, is when I became a Besiktas fan. Uh, let's see, what was I'm a fan of Benfica? I was watching Benfica during that golden generation with Simao, Di Maria, Nuno Gomez, Oscar Cardoza, Ramirez, who came to Chelsea, David Luiz, Ezekiel Garay. Is me Ruben Amorim, who currently coaches Sporting Central Portugal. He was my box to box midfielder that year. Um, so I, I with Luisa and um Jardel, two, the two Brazilian defenders as well. Like, that's the Benfica I grew up knowing. Because keep in mind, look at look, look how much goalkeeper we go through at Benfica. Ederson, right? Um. Julio Cesar did have a little spell there before him, before him um, head back to Brazil. There was another um, important one. Svilar, the, the 18-year-old Bel- Belgian keeper, we, never, we, we couldn't recover from him and he lost. Mystic against Man. Still talented, but him as well. There's another um, There's another one. Um, I think Man City did buy him. It's not Alisson. 
you know, macam kita, you know which people meh tau. There's another good, there's another like close to work class good people who come out of Benfica right before Edison. Hmm. Right before Edison. Yeah. Or after, right after Edison. Now, right before or right after Edison. I'm trying to remember who as well, but it's not ringing any bells. As soon as it comes to me, you tell it. Um, but we've always had a good like line of goalkeepers and stuff. Um, so that that was a team. So that was our own year, oh nine Benfica. So between oh eight and yeah, oh eight oh nine season Benfica going forward, like that was a Benfica that I knew. That's why I became a Benfica fan. Because again, we we were even actually I was actually introduced to Porto before Benfica. But yo, the Benfica team did just that that Benfica team from Ona and going forward just really blew me out. So I never really have a horse in the race until 2009, even though we knew of FC Porto from before that. Um yeah, Chelsea was an underdog before them become the super super giants that they that they became. So yeah, I kind of have a thing for underdogs who, because again, I was introduced to the English Premier League through Arsenal, through Henri. Yes, me as well. Is it me? Bayern introduced me to the Bundesliga. I still consider myself a Bayern fan somewhat because I really them were used to watching at the Bundesliga until 2010, 2011, when um Lucien Favre. No, actually, yeah, 2010, 2011, when Lucien Favre took over Gladbach. And I saw a team play 4-4-2. A mid-table team played 4-4-2 in the Bundesliga and can pass the ball like Barca. That was just sexy to me. And you know me. You can one play pretty football <laughs> with Mario Hart. No, I said them not play pretty football, you know. But like if you remember, Bayern has always built off of like a mind shaft rather than like that the, there wasn't an emphasis on attractive play. They did play attractive, but like it wasn't an emphasis. You see me? The emphasis was always more oh press teams and hit them hard when they are yes. true, true, smash them. Yeah. Which more smash, them to, smash them to pieces. But Leon, a mid-table Bundesliga team, will play four, four, two, two defensive midfielder. Havard Nordweit, who is now a centre back in in his career right now, and Nordstader, never turned out for nothing to be nothing for Germany. I think he even changed the nationality to Russian. Played, yeah, played, played centre back for Russia at the World Cup. Were hosted at Russia. Um. He played for Schalke after um thing and then went to Russia to change the nationality and play for them at the World Cup. I couldn't make Germany for him. Same thing with Nordweit. Nordweit ended up playing for Norway. Um, but yeah, poor defensive midfield. Then you have one Arango on one wing, Patrick Herman on um, the other wing, um, Marco Royce and, and Mike Hanke. Mike Hanke is a poor man's Olivier Drew. That's a target man. <laughs> Just for describing playing style. Mm-hmm. Him could have been the German Drew, which I think full crew is, but um is a poor man's Olivier Drew, in my opinion. You see me? Well, he put link up playing whatever in about him can't finish for saving life. But when he does finish, him look like a David Gear. So that's what became a Gladbach fan in a sense. 
Um, so it's not really an attraction for struggling teams. Well, yeah, Marcy was always the bridesmaid, never the beer or some shit like that. Yes, the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah, so Leon did a beat you up for years, brother. Years. 45 years. 45. Leon did a win the league 45 years. Borda brought the little spell. Then um, there was a six year period where the, the French league changed hands every year. I think it kicks out with Bordeaux. Um, Molly Montpellier did win it eventually. Marseille did win it one of the year then. Um, but it was a six year spell where it was a brand new champion every year. PSG is involved in that as well. Um, Monaco, I think, as well. But overall, like Marseille was the team that really attracted me because they had Ben Arfa, Valbuena. There's a striker named Miang who used to play for France. Nobody not really mm-hmm. remember him. He won a Confederations Cup with France. Um, I don't think he did make the 98 World Cup team, but he was on the short list. Um, never met the 2000. Yeah, I think he made the 2002 team as one of like the risk, like the last set of players to make the team. But mm-hmm. of course, in the France, I do not know 2002. So, um, he was there. And they had um Senegalese legend Diawara centre back. Um, most people don't remember him right now. Yes, Wa- the first is don't remember him. Yeah, like Benoit Sheru, um, Lucho Gonzalez, an Argentine legend, a part of the Argentine Golden Generation that didn't before Messi's Golden Generation. Matter yeah. the Golden Generation with Raquel, Lucho Gonzalez, Gabriel Batistuta. Yes, Flavio. that was the, in the early 90s, right? The early 90s. Um, er, Going uh, into 98 World Cup. The 98 World Cup. Yes, yeah, so late 90s, late 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> then time the Crespo was a young star in the squad. Okay, just to show you. Mm-hmm. Um, at Pablo Aymar, uh, Mauro Rosales, you see me? Um, Ariel Ortega. This was a team that Marcelo Bielsa um, had to, to, to go up against. Um, a Brazil team who never did a good team in the Copa America. Now, granted, that Brazil team had your Ronaldinho, your Kaka, R9. You know the works. Yeah. Jim Rivaldo, like, you never did a good team. Sorry. Um, but yeah, like, that was a team that made me an Argentina fan. You see me? So, I was an Argentina fan maybe like a year or two before Messi really came into the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it was from those guys. So, that's a home of fandom for most teams. That, like, some special little for Spark or, or whatever. Or you introduced me to football. Ajax okay. was, was introduced to, to football. Um, okay, so... Um, who do... So, basically, right now... Right, the leagues are kind of all over the place in terms of who can, like, who can possibly um, take what. So, tell me, what do you think in terms of, like, league winners for this year? Who do you, still calling City to win the league, still think? No, 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 it's here's the thing. I think City are going to win the Champions League minutes and nobody has stopped them. I don't only want to be sure of. The La Liga thing, I think it's still open to Barca to win. Um, I don't think they're far off of it. Um, if there was any team, if there was every year for them to win it over Madrid this year, Atletico Madrid. It's funny. 
we're at a point in time, and this is all we all me and you always say that the Messi and CR7 era gone on too long, which it, it which stems back to my Argentina point. Right now in football, it seems like both for club and country, the majority of big teams are going through a transition. Yes, because um a lot of their players had have ended up um transitioning. Like for instance, nobody like you have Madrid still still going at it. Nobody expected to see um CR that's CR seven, sure. Nobody expected to see Madrid at thirty seven. At thirty seven still yeah. bossing it up. Nobody expected to see um Benzema just winning Ballinger at thirty six though. Yeah, around that year, thirty five, thirty six running So um, it was an unprecedented era. Look how late Luandos they had a Ballon d'Or type season. Yeah, it was an unprecedented era of players where the generation has not been changed. It's not been swapped, and the players that came up in Neymar's generation are the ones who have felt the the biggest um aspect of CR7's generation. The De Bruyne's, the Pogba's, the Neymar's, those guys, them really. <laughs> You see me? Coutinho. You know, those guys really had to suffer because of that generation. To the point where now we're talking about the Joe Felix Mbappe, Haaland generation. We even forget about, um, say, oh, Neymar still in prime, I'm just turning 30. They're just 30, 31. You see me? I would even put Hazard in that mix. Yeah, ruptured by injured, but I think what it has done, you know, I think what the Hazard, the De Bruyne, the Neymar, the Messi, the Seven, they have skewed the footballing age spectrum so badly that exactly. persons need to remember that players weren't expected to be world class until they meet like 24, 25. Exactly. No. That was when players were expected to be world class. Exactly. Youngsters were not expected to be um Ballon d'Or contenders, Champions League winners at the age of 21, 22. I'm looking unless at you, Havertz. And, I'm unless, looking at you, Mbappe. Yeah, like at the end of the day, like unless you're super because remember, you know the yeah, last it was generational talents that were that good. Yeah, it was like super no everybody expected for like be that good early. And what it has done, it has it has increased the expectation of fans. That fans are expecting their youngster, but I think it is slowly um balancing back out to how it's supposed to be in terms of um when players should come into their own. That's definite. And again, when when I want when an entire generation technically gets skipped over, because technically Salah and Mane is in that generation. Mar is an yeah, because they're all in their 30s. So that generation went completely overshadowed. Yeah, because you know you weren't expecting you weren't expecting this. But yeah, like um I also think that with that transition is a volatile room for a lot of football for 
surprised with this year because one of the things that I've been saying for the past two seasons was that the, the seasons were anticlimactic to me personally. Yeah, that might change this year, even if I even if the teams that I predict to win win because this is the most volatile stage in football ever. That's why the World Cup to me was kind of a thing. It was volatile. Yes, you you couldn't you couldn't pick a winner. Exactly. No, granted, our two favorites end up in the finals any goddamn way. Yes, but it's the path to that finals. Exactly. And the teams that were able to get results. Saudi Arabia beating um, Argentina on the opening day. Morocco knocking out Spain, Portugal, and Belgium. Yeah, come and see you post a meme in the group where somebody had choked Saudi Arabia. Yeah, like, how did you do it? How did you do it? You see me? So it's things like that. Like, the path leading up to that. You see me? Because Madrid part of the Champions League final was like everybody had throw against them rather than them just a beat everybody. No, granted, them still have to take them chances and they can. But it felt mm-hmm. like everybody else did not take their chances. And yeah, create... Chelsea, Chelsea made two mistakes and paid feet. Yeah. City, City kick an empty goal. Oh, <laughs> Guardiola give up. Guardiola, sorry, fuck the first time. That's by what traditional no man gonna call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tie down on Tie down on a ball pan line a kick over bar. Tire, all right, let go to fall. Bro, if Pepper forgive up on him falls nine, my god, man. You must know said the man I feel it. Pep takes pride in giving away number nine. Pep by Mario God say even though he made a blue on those things at the squad. I use him as a falls nine. It's true. He he pride himself on his fast nights. Exactly. I'ma tell Arsenal fans, you know, eventually Jesus will score in another calm down. And he might pick up back for maybe at It's funny enough, because I remember somebody um was an Arsenal legend. I think it was Ian Wright said it. Don't quote me now, but it was an Arsenal legend. He said that. At some point in time, you need, you need a strike of score goals. Yeah. At some point in time, as a number nine, you're paid to score goals. <laughs> Sorry. And if your number nine can't score, you're going to get, you're going to put yourself in a problem because right now for Arsenal, they have to be perfect to, to, be to score a goal. Yeah, just to score a goal. And now they're, they're without Jesus, they're without um, other players as well. But finally, right? Um, going into this um, started season, no, everything is going to be packed up. I think Chelsea plays City two times within the same week, in the first week of January. So we play them in the league, and we play them in the FA Cup in the first week of January. So now the schedule is going to be. Jump up because a lot of persons seem to have forgotten that um the schedule that we had here right is not the schedule that we are going to be using for the rest of the season. So it's gonna be an interesting an interesting um second half of the season for them because no your squad doesn't really have that depth. Jesus is going to be out for a couple of weeks, maybe two months. 
where you're like, the path known to me is so volatile. Right, basically, people are wondering if Jada and Sancho just overlook the fitness issues. People are wondering if Jada and Sancho go flop over all that money. When it's so... Yeah, but it's not even fitness. I heard that it's more mental than no, it's not mentally. It's, it's, both. it's both, it's both. It's, it's not physically fit and he's not mental. And he said himself, saying no mentally ready to come back to the squad. Now, what I do appreciate about Ten Hag is not he's not taking the young man give up on the youth route. He must, yo, all right, footballers go through these things. He's me, man, try to help him work through. We're in, in a football world that is so volatile, where Cody Yakpo might end up in another squad in January, but he's still not give up on Sancho. Isn't me? But as I said, it's the volatility. Even the transfer market can unpredictable right now. Especially with players who have impacted their... Um, with the World Cup being in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Like this might be the January transfer window that maybe breaks our record in terms of January transfer window spending. Yeah. Oh, so finally, um, I think most of Chelsea players are back. They're not out injured, which is a good thing. I just want to say, I just want to say, Nkuku soon fit become one. Um, Nkuku will not be joining us until. Summer. I know, I know that, I know that, but me want you're saying fit. Yeah, that don't know how to Chelsea and buying players you are recover from knee injuries. You know, they never learn from Paris. Yeah, but the difference is like one of the and Kunku don't rely upon pace that much. Yeah. He's a technical player. Yeah. Correct. Okay, let's watch that. This brother being this brother being um Yeah, because because of people wanting the podcast, you know it, you know how it is. It's funny, I don't really play that much, you know. I should be studying, but uh, I'm trying out my new team. So far, you see, we scored five in two. No, it's it's four in two. But um, so for father is back. Chilwell is back ish. Um, Kante is back. Um, who else is back? James is back. Um, Georgie fit. Georgina, yes, Georgina is back. Georgina is back. Georgina is back. Um, Pepper is back. So this World Cup break has been good for our team. Again, it would have always of... been. It would have always been. Um, it would have always been good for the players who don't make it. I get like, essentially I extra two months of rest because no, because remember they did already change something. So that uh most of the clubs then have that January break. I remember Premier League clubs used to have to go right through winter. No, but remember the Premier League has a winter break now. No, that's my point. Like them just have to change that. Remember so them did change that at some point. Remember say one time. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we we played they played right through right yeah. through December and yeah. January. Yeah. So the winter break was voted for because it every other league has a winter break except the Premier League. Yeah, so no, yeah. Oh, what about our Christmas fixtures? Like so now add it at the World Cup to the winter break. You see me? So again, um, I think that this period right now in football to me, the volatility of it will make at least the season exciting for me. Again, even if the teams were more predict win-win, it would have still exciting because I think this is the most volatile time in football. So, you know, because, you know, we're just, you know, always having two segments in the podcast, right? That's how we do it. So Chelsea wants a striker. You have five minutes to suggest three strikers. 
has three midfielders that Chelsea can buy in January that are realistic. Yeah. And that can improve the team. Why are you trying to put us on the spot, brother? Yeah, we gotta put us on, we gotta put somebody on the spot. All Five right. minutes. All right, so there's one striker I'm gonna forget his name entirely, but in playing oh, as speak. No, I'm gonna forget his name entirely. He's a technical forward. He would be my Borgia replacement because I think he's better technically than Borgia. He's a target man with touch and technical ability. As soon as we remember which club we play for, them were blue, them were light blue. Me tell you. Um, keep my eye on Dusan Vlahovic because I feel like Juventus are going to... Oh, okay then. So that's... All right. So I'm going to interrupt a little bit. Yes, Chelsea's looking at, bring, at putting up Vlahovic. He is apparently up for sale. Juventus is in a lot of hot water with not only UEFA, but with the Italian authorities as well, because apparently they've been cooking the books. Yes, so I expect a fire sale eventually. Yes, so uh, Vlahovic is one that we are considering. Um, so the third that, one? I still keep my eye on Tommy Abraham just because I saw what he was in Ligue last year. I know that he struggled this year with injuries and maintaining his arm. But would form. it not be better for us to go for him next summer when he's really start activated? Oh, yeah, talk about right, right. January. Oh, yes, in ja- January. Oh, we're in the market for a mid- Okay, um, all right. Rafael Leo Vlahovic. And um, if you just talk about right off the tip, I'm going to head. And I'm going to guarantee you, I'm going to tell you the striker name. Um, no matter about. Um, we already signed Fofana, but there's another striker that's kind of out there. Um, Fofana's going right back out on loan. No, no, no. But I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm like, we just want to get in here. All right. Now, you say midfielders now, right? Yes. There's always the Bellingham angle. But also Enzo Fernandez. Um, you know I'm a fan of him, but my only issue with me and you know my issue with Enzo Fernandez. Yes. He's a walking red card waiting to happen. He been played discipline for this World Cup. We give thanks for that. But I've watched him, I've, I've been following him um, a lot. Like they're I'm afraid say oh I'm afraid say oh like he's a as as they say, who did compare him to General Gatusa? Um um after of the data. Yeah. So at a perfect comparison. Just, just simplify. At a perfect comparison. <laughs> Granted, I, I do think um Gattuso was more of a defensive midfielder. Um granted he was played box to box a lot of times, but I think um Enzo has a lot more going forward than Gattuso. So uh, you think Chelsea should buy him in January? Yeah. Now, if I look for emergency signing, Sophia and Amrabat, if we can't get, since we, we, since um, Rice is more of a long-term thing. But well, I don't really see, no, it's not emergency. No, it's just that they're looking to buy a midfielder in January. Okay. We're looking to buy a striker in January for uh, the squad. Cool. All right, cool. The emergency signing is a striker because Roja is all, all the rest of the season. Okay, the, the reason I'm putting Amrabat is just in case of emergency, like in need. Because that's somebody that asked if Jorginho and Kante fit. Yeah, Jorginho come out she's fit. Kante is back in training. All right, that, that's somebody that asked that. Because I'm say, oh, him would have like showing as like an emergency signing. Where, oh. All right, just half of your form off for the World Cup, I'm going to draw you another squad immediately while you're still confident. Mm-hmm. My God, Leon, I can't find this trigger. <laughs> Yo, I swear to you, like, we even not think about it earlier today, and I'm going to know. Um, and 
My one of the midfielder for you? Yes, sir. You gave me one, basically. No, I gave two. I gave Fernandez and somebody else. Oh, you said you. Yeah. But sure, it's not really realistic to get in January. True, but I just gave you some right now. Okay, so give us one. Give, give us a realistic one that won't cost 100 million. Frank Kessie, because Barca and I use it. I don't think that's realistic, right? I don't think Barca... Really? Yeah, Barca isn't going to sell. Rafinha is off, is off for sale. Who's Ra- which Rafinha? Yeah, Rafinha. Rafinha from Barca, winger. Oh, the winger. Oh, okay, I'm not really meant him right now. Um... Oh, yeah, a midfielder. Come think about it. Because don't say McAllister, Brighton, go want a run during your talk. No, I want to need an attacking midfielder like that. Really. When you have um, Kyle. My mic, you go between Peter Zielinski and Milinkovic Savage. I want for um, you have to hurry up and close out the podcast now because we're really bad. Oh, yeah. So, well, I guess that is it from us for this one. Um, another good one. We'll be we'll be releasing a whole lot of new content going into the new year. I I have Boxing Day off, Mario. We should do something with sports related on Boxing Day. Um, and maybe one app website work. Maybe get get the socials up. 